episode 99 of Chirpin' DMV. It is a championship Friday here in the DMV as we got some CSHL action to get to. And we've got some good interviews coming up. But first, let me say what's up to my guy, the Bobcat. What's going on, man? What up, man? We do. We had a, a interview loaded episode. The great episode. The great one. 99. But yeah, we had uh, Isaac Blank on. Awesome kid. BCC captain. Uh, we had the two coaches coming on, man. It's a big episode. Big episode. Massive episode. So tonight, Friday night, the CSHL championship between West Potomac and Washington Liberty. We have both head coaches on, uh, Coach Sini and Coach McCullough. We appreciate a good time talking to both of those guys. Coach McCullough's second time on. We got them on earlier in the season when they were off and running and undefeated. And they gave us a good outlook on the game tonight. And just great interviews and insights from both guys. Absolutely. Uh, it was a pleasure to have Coach McCullough back on. Coach C- Coach Sini was a breath of fresh air also. First time having him. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I know we, we've had some trouble, you know, keeping up and keeping up with the schedule and the standings and everything, but I'm feeling a little rejuvenated for the championship. And I am too. So before we get into all that, we're going to keep it short in terms of me and the Bobcat talking since you're used to only listening to us talk. Uh, so it's like we said, it's an inter- it's a heavy interview Loaded episode. We got Isaac Blank, the captain of the Bethesda Chevy Chase state champion MSHL squad there. He comes on at the end of today's episode, recaps the tournament, talks his future, talks his – he's such a humble kid, man. He was awesome. Just pumped up his entire team. Pretty much pumped up everybody but himself on that team. The other guys in the league, dude. Like I was yeah. trying to get the kid to yeah. compliment himself. But, yeah, no, he was an awesome kid. It was uh... – like I said, man, it's nice to have have the young guys in here. He's what maybe 18 years old max, and he's talking like he's you know 30 year old business professional, like awesome kid, professional baby. So Bobcat, before we get into, uh, we'll go to Coach Sini first. Uh, but before that, how's your week been, my man? Man, it's been a long week. Your boy's been grinding, but it's been rainy, and I got a tea time Sunday. I'm probably still going to stick it out and golf. I'm getting crazy, it's, it's man. It's supposed I got to be that. nice this weekend, I think, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I'm kicking the tires on a crazy idea. Lacing up some rollers. Playing a Ooh. little roller hockey. So Ooh. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I hit up JC. Um, I, I don't like I'm not a good roller guy. I don't. I haven't been on rollerblades in over a decade, but I haven't yes. been on the ice. There's no ice around here, man. Like yeah. I can't play. I gotta. Sh- I just gotta shoot the puck. I gotta pass. You gotta take it how you can get it. I gotta hear something. I gotta hear a ting off the post. I need something, man. You gotta give somebody a good fuck you on the other team at least once to make. Yeah. So I mean, what about you? What's going? What's going on with the wombats? Uh, wombats tonight or last night, ten thirty. Not sure how the game went yet because we're actually recording before the game for once. So I'm gonna go ahead and assume a big dub. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, you don't want to get, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But uh, yeah, big big weekend in terms of me sitting on the couch watching the Mountaineers hopefully make a run at it here. So, well, yeah, we got Caps and uh, Terps Saturday night. That'll be a big sports night. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, it's March Madness, baby. The, the bets are going to be flying, and we're going to be watching. We're going to be watching some basketball. But uh, yeah, like we said, let's get to let's get to um, let's get to Coach Cini here from Washington Liberty and see his thoughts on tonight's game. Bart. All right, we now welcome on one of the two coaches, head coaches here in the CSHL championship game tonight. It is Matt Sini, head coach of Washington Liberty. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having us on. Good. So, obviously, big game tonight. Uh, number three seed coming in. You're taking taking on West Poe here. But uh, let's just get overall thoughts. How are you feeling? How's the week been? How, how's everything going? How are the guys feeling? How are you feeling? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're feeling good. You know, we had uh, – Kind of coming into the playoffs, you know, we had, you know, a couple games and, and had the semifinal on on Wednesday, March 3rd, and we're expecting to play on the 5th. So I think yeah. we had a lot of momentum going, but uh, with the, the couple weeks uh, kind of in between, you know, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out for, for uh, you know, the championship game, how we come out. But I think we're going to be ready to go. I expect West Potomac will be ready to go too. So I'm, I'm expecting it to be a good solid game. Have you guys been on the ice or anything? Any practice, any training, any, any team stuff? Well, so that's interesting. We were originally going to have uh, a practice on the 11th, and then we we're going to play our rival Yorktown. They're in a different right. league than us. So we typically play them uh, at the end of the season. We were scheduled to play them on the 12th. But with the the way the COVID protocols go and with, with Pivaha, uh, we end up uh, canceling both those. Uh, because if, frankly, if we were on the ice and then if we were to have one of our players uh, test positive sometime between the 12th and 
the 19th and we would have to go into a quarantine for 14 days and and this championship game wouldn't, wouldn't get played so be playing uh, in june <laughs> yeah yeah so we uh we did that but uh we're on the ice we're on the ice on um on the 18th uh so yesterday um you know on thursday yeah i get one quick skate in before before the game and i know some of the kids you know they're between their travel clubs or you right. know, some different on the ice so i think we'll be ready to go so tell us about uh what, what's going on in the playoffs so far like who's who's doing what like you guys came in as the three seed right so a little bit of an uphill challenge but uh, what, what's the the road to the championship looked like so far yeah, well, we, we were in Dubai as the kind of the second team in the North, which, which got us the third seed overall. And in the quarterfinals, we played Forest Park Hilton. Uh, they beat us in the regular season four to one uh, back in December. Um, we were missing a few guys that game, but uh, yeah, I think we were ready to go. And we came out and we played very well against Forest Park. And then in the semifinals, uh, we had Bishop Ironton, who's always, always a tough, tough opponent. We yeah. played them before. All games are always close, you know, one goal game or maybe an empty netter. And, uh, you know, we, we had some challenges, you know, we had uh, in, in the playoffs, we, we had a short bench. We had about four players who were unable to play because of, uh, contact tracing protocols. So, uh, but we were able to, to get through those. And, and I think we really were hitting our stride, you know, going back to our last regular season game. Uh, we played TC Williams and, and we played very well against them and then coming in the playoffs against Forest Park and, and Bishop Ironton. So we're playing well. And, I, you know, I think we're, we're hitting our stride at the right time. Um, you know, we have I think one thing that's been important, we, we found some some scoring depth. Um, Alex Bogachev, uh, who, who didn't put up a, a lot of scoring numbers early in the season, really came on the playoffs. He had a hat trick against Forest Park. He had a, a goal against Bishop Ironton. Um, so we're excited to see him. He, he did, he had some points last year. So we were kind of looking for him. Though. Right. Could you uh, repeat his last name for, for Billman here? He's got a, he struggles with those ones. <laughs> yeah. Bogachev, uh, yeah. yeah. There so, it is. um, you know, he's a guy, you know, last year, you know, put up some numbers, uh, you know, pretty solid. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a big part of our offense and, and early in the year, you know, just, you know, not quite, you know, the scoring production that we're, we're kind of thinking about, you know, we, we were playing around with lines a lot and try, trying to get different, different groups together, but I think we really kind of found a, found a good line. Uh, he's playing with Will Jamison and, and Chris Hildebrand and uh, they've had really good chemistry uh, these, two, these two games in the playoffs. And uh, so we're excited about that. I kind of want to go back to the semifinal game here real quick against Bishop Byerton. I mean, you look at the stat sheet and it just says four to two, you think, Oh, it's a close game, but this is a game that you guys seemingly dominate. I mean, you outshot them 32 to nine. We can never trust the website when we first report on these, but then once we get some DMs and stuff being like, Hey, you got this wrong. We're like, all right, our bad, our bad. But was there ever any frustration that said in that game? I mean, you're out shooting this team 32 to nine and you're you're in, you're in this close two goal, one goal game all game. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, the first period we had two of our core, our, our really key players, both get two and 10 minutes. One got a boarding penalty. And then on that penalty kill, we had a guy get a check that, yeah. behind penalty. So we basically played the whole first period sort of trying to piece together lines. I mentioned we were already missing, you know, a handful of players from these COVID protocols. So right. we were happy to get through that first period. And then we kind of looked up and it was one-to-one -one after the first period. Um, we weathered the storm and we felt like, okay, we, we, could, we could really take it to them. And, uh, you know, the, the second and third period, you know, I think it was two-to-two -two going into the third period. Uh, but we played well and you look at the, the numbers the shots we held we did we did hold them the nine shots that was uh uh something we they never were really able to threaten outside of you know maybe a couple scoring chances and um we, we kind of did a similar thing against forest park i think we held them to 16 shots but number of like real legit scoring chances were pretty low so I, we feel good about that i think that's that's part of the mo our team's taken on uh down the stretch run is is kind of locking down defensively limiting shots and then um hey you know bishop ironton's got a great goalie um uh, oakley and he's, he's played well uh he was he was uh he, he was on his game and it, it you know sometimes when you when you you know you know how that can go you hit the playoffs mm -hmm. you hit a, a team that's got a hot goalie and you just gotta keep putting pucks on that try and get deflections tips rebounds and uh, we were able to get a few go in the third period and, and open things up a little bit oh. and that was that was that was nice. Uh, came away, I believe, it was four to two victory with that one. Mm -hmm. But always a tight game against against Ironton.
Have you noticed uh, an increase in, in intensity with the playoff games with there being the lack of fans or are uh, the guys generating their own momentum? You have two guys kill off, you know, two and tens in the first period. There's got to be something said for a battle tested team. You got to create some momentum yourself here, right? Yeah. Well, then that's a great question because, you know, we've been in games, playoff games before where, um, you know, there's a big crowd there and whether it's on the opposing side or on your side and, and you can really feed off, off that momentum. I uh, don't have that this season, but you know, I think we have a lot of, a lot of players, a, a big junior class and, and our upper class. And we're all part of our, our championship run two years ago and final four right. run last year. So they got the experience. They, they can self-motivate. And I think part of the reason I think for those penalties, you have guys coming in kind of, you know, really amped up, ready to go. Um, what I look at, you know, what I was curious to see how, how our freshmen did, because we do have a, a handful of freshmen that are playing pretty good minutes. Um, and, you know, could they take their game from regular season level and step it up for the playoffs? And, and what we've seen so far, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised with it. I mean, they, they ratcheted up their game, you know, blocking shots, uh, doing focusing on the little things. Um, and that's always a good thing when you're a coach to kind of see the, the young guys, uh, you know, take everything up yeah. a notch and recognize the situation. Uh, you mentioned Bogachev. Talk to us about Kyle Wilson and Matt Clark. I mean, those are your two seem seemingly seem to be your two horses there. Yeah, well, we, we have we a few horses. We couldn't not ask. A few horses, right? but at least jumping off the stat sheet here. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, let me start with Matthew Clark. He is a pure goal scorer, um, been playing on the right wing for us uh, most of his career, and just a sniper. He gets the puck on his stick, and uh, he can put it in the net. You know, on the power play, we got him right in that bumper position, right in the middle, and scores a lot. So, whenever he gets the puck on his stick and he's in the in that scoring area, you, you feel very good. Just real sniper. Kyle Wilson, he's our captain, um, all-around great player, uh, you know, plays on Washington Little Caps, um, along with Ethan Boyajian and Harry Burmeister. Those three, uh, they bring a lot of speed and a lot of skill um, uh, to our team. And, and Wilson's had a great season, he's put up a lot of points. Um, our power play tends to kind of funnel through him, uh, great at distributing, um, and, and just great, at, you know, kind of just has a great knack for the game, and, you know, ho very high hockey IQ, so... Uh, we love what we have with those two guys, but you know, to, to win a game against West Potomac, it, it takes a full team and it, and it takes guys that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet, stat sheet doing their job, you know, whether that's you know, back checking or getting a puck out of the zone or whatever. So and you're suppressing that many shots a game. That's a team effort, regardless that, that regardless of how many goals you guys are, Kyle yeah. Wilson's putting up, you, you're holding the team to nine shots in a, in a postseason. That's not one guy. Yeah. And that's, and, and you know, when we look at West Potomac, I don't know how much you guys want to get into that, but you know, as, as, as prolific as their offense is and the, and the three lines that they're able to roll three lines and, and yeah. we have to, you know, we're not going to be able to take a shift off um, against them and, and trying to suppress shots, limit, limit their shots, disrupt their offensive flow, whether it's coming through the neutral zone on their zone entries, try to disrupt that. You know, that's going to take, that's going to take everybody. And it's going to take people being in the right position, people getting after it without the puck. Um, getting after it and, and, and making some plays without the puck uh, to force turnovers and, and, and help us out and hopefully help us generate some offense that way. So, yeah. One thing, one thing before we preview tonight's game, uh, you keep mentioning the power play and we got a handful of DMS about your power play. A couple of Ireton kids even reached out and said, it's like straight up elite. So is that, is that kind of going to be one of the, your keys to tonight's game? If you can get a couple of power play goals and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So I do think we have an elite power play. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that has been a strength. To be honest with you, I don't expect a whole lot of penalties to be called tonight. Um, you know, I, I've noticed when, when we're down at Prince William, um, and, and I think the nature of the playoffs and a championship game, they'll yeah. probably let a little bit more go. Um, hey, if, if we were able to get four or five, six power plays tonight, uh, I'd feel very good. I, I kind of think each team might get one or two. Um, and, uh, but, you know, you got, you like, you got to like our chances. We, we do have something. And, and if we're down a goal or we're tied or even, and we do get a, a chance to go on the power play, you know, there's, there's a chance either, you know, not it back off or open things up a little bit. So um, it's, it, it's a luxury to have, um, especially in high school hockey, because you don't get to work on that stuff a whole lot and have some guys that play together that can move the puck around really well. And they all kind of get the, the system we play. Um, it's their system. It's not, it's not my system, not, not our system. It's, Hey, what do you got? What can you guys do? What do you want to do? Yeah. And Kyle and Ethan, Harry, Maddie, and, uh, we kind of rotate our, our player in front of that there, but, uh, they, it's all them and, uh, they work around very well. So it's, 
it's a nice, nice luxury. Yeah. To have. Last question I got for you is uh, pipes. What's going on between the pipes? Who are we riding? What, 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 tell us about the kid. Yeah. Anders Nelson, man. Uh, junior goaltenders been with the program for three years when he arrived as a freshman. Um, actually interesting story. He was kind of, you know, we had, we had a, we had an upperclassman goalie that was, that was a very solid, you know, it had been an all-league goal. And then and honors came in and, and we took notice of honors. He he was obviously very good, but he got thrust into action. I think it was like our second game of the season against uh TC Williams, his freshman year. And TC has been a solid team the last number of years and and pulled out a big win. Um and so right from the get-go, you kind of knew, you know, this kid can he can turn it on in the games. He's had some big games against Ironton. Um, you know, he's just a solid, reliable goalie. Uh, plays smart, great reflexes. I think the more shots he gets, the better he plays. So, um, you know, that could, that could bode well when you play a team like a West Potomac, he gets in a groove and, and we've seen him, you know, you know, get 25, 30, 30 plus shots and just, just turns it on. Um, so we, we have honors Nelson who, who will be in that, um, Laura South, who's a, a sophomore goaltender, very solid goalie. Um, she actually was in net against TC Williams in our final regular season game and, and played, played very well. So, um, we feel good if something happens on there's we feel, you know, we have a legit uh, second goalie that we can put in net and, and you'll still have a, a legitimate chance to, to pull one out. So we like what we got between the pipes. What's what's the main thing that worries you about West Potomac? Or I, I guess I should say, what's what's the biggest strength uh, in their game in your eyes that you're going to have to kind of contain or adjust to or. Yeah, there's two things, you know, we played them in January, early January, and, and we were missing a few guys, but we got to see West Poe up close and personal and, and uh, they're a very good team. Two things that jump out is, you know, they roll three lines and, and all three lines are just solid, you know, in high school hockey, a lot of times, yeah. you know, it's, it's maybe there's a big line or there's, there's two scoring threats, but then there's a, a, a third line. They're, they're all three solid. And, and that creates some difficulties because, you know, if you get down a couple goals, you know, and you're, and you're playing a team that has maybe a weaker line, you can try and mismatch and get your big guys against their weak line and maybe get right. one back or something. You don't have that against West Potomac. They're going to roll three lines. Um, and everyone's got to be on, you know, doesn't matter which line we have out there. Now I like our depth too, but you know, I was talking about our younger freshmen and stuff and, you know, someone playing this, you know, yeah. there, there's no you can get off. a little rattled if you're a young kid. Yeah. You, you can't the mental aspect you can't take a shift yeah. off you can't think okay i'm a little tired so i'll, I'll kind of coast through this shift and rest like you, you got to be on so the, that depth that west potomac has and that's evidenced by their stats they have a lot of guys in, in double digit points and stuff so that, that's the first thing the, the second thing that really stood out to me in, in, in our where we played them in january was how they moved the puck um a lot of times in in the high school game around here is you know you'll have maybe a couple guys on a line that have some great chemistry or maybe there's a couple star players that can really create, you know, by themselves. Well, they, they, they have some very good players, but they also move the puck and, and all, you know, five players out there, all five skaters, they're, they're moving the puck around and doing that. So um, for us, you know, against that, we're really going to have to, I think it really depends on what we do without the puck and how we play. Yeah. We're going to have to be on them quickly, uh, disrupting, you know, um, taking away their time and space. And whether that's, you know, as they rush through the neutral zone or on zone entries and really try to create some, either turnovers or at least hurry them to make some plays so they're not moving it as crisp and as cleanly as, as they typically do. If we're able to do that, um, we can probably generate some transition offense and generate some chances on that. So um, I think that's going to be, you know, when you look at all this, there's obviously a lot of keys to the game, but I think those two is how we weather their depth and then how we uh, limit them moving the puck. And really that's us being aggressive defensively without the puck. And the guys who are not on the puck, you know, they got to be in good position. You got to have their head on a swivel. They got to be you know, ready to read and react and quickly. And if we're able to do that, um, I think we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be able to, to be in this thing and, and uh, hopefully be there at the end to have a chance to win it. Love it. So last thing we got here for you, what, what, what's the team going to expect tomorrow night in the locker room? You a big, you a big, like inspirational speech guy. You like kind of rah, rah, get it rowdy in there. Is or be trash just... cans flying or. Yeah. What are we, what are we looking at here from coach Cini? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Well, we won't be in the locker room, unfortunately. Ah, you know, true. We, well, it's the parking lot then. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll meet beforehand in the parking lot. And, and Prince William does let us get in the rink, I think, 15 or 20 minutes ahead of time. So we can kind of gather in the corner. Um, but throughout the bench, you know, it's it's uh, I like the you know, I think a lot of high school hockey's emotion and, and sort of managing and maintaining a high level 
of emotion. You know, the, the kids all know how to play hockey. Um, you know, we don't practice, you know, two or three times a week together. So, you know, they're, we're, we're relying on the skills that they bring, but, but trying to find the, the right group, trying to identify and, and motivate players. So they, what the great thing about this year is with our, especially our, our upperclassmen and, and we have a big junior class and, you know, they've all been here before and, and guys like Kyle and um, some of the others in those classes, it makes my job a lot easier. They'll, they'll be, they'll be motivated, ready to go. Our, our captains are one senior. We only have one senior on the team, uh, Ethan Colson. He's been great this year, kind of really bringing some energy and, you know, just, just reminding guys that, Hey, we got to keep things going. So uh, I think we'll be ready to go. It's, it'll be a fun one. Um, it'll be exciting. And you know, hey, it's a chance to go, right. Go do your best, man. So everyone's goal at the end of the year is to be playing in the last game. So congrats on an awesome regular season and, and to this point, an awesome playoff playoff run coach and best of luck tonight. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about it next week. Excellent. Well, and, and thank, thank you for all you guys do to cover that, especially the high school hockey and stuff. I know we have a lot of kids and, their families that, that follow and listen to it and uh especially this year i think it's, it's really cool that uh you know what you guys are doing you know shedding some light on on that and bringing some attention to it so we appreciate that and uh yeah we'll, we'll go get it tonight love it thanks again coach all right thanks again to coach Cini for popping on great interview like we said and then their opponent west potomac again it's coach mccullough so should we just kick it right over to him yeah we may as well keep it rolling we might as well here he is coach mccullough All right, we now welcome on head coach of the West Potomac team competing tonight in the CSHL championship game, Coach McCullough. Good to have you back. Reoccurring yeah. guest. Yeah, Reoccurring good to guest. be back, guys. Thanks for having me. Love it. I so feel like a celebrity. <laughs> I love it. So let's just start with this. How are you feeling? How's the team feeling? I mean, what's the mindset? I mean, what's what's going on right now? How's another another couple weeks off. It sounds like it's a second big yeah. break for you guys. Yeah, and kind of an unscheduled break. We had a uh, a, a, a couple of players on the team get test positive for COVID the week of the uh, the originally scheduled uh, final. So we uh, fortunately the league had made provisions to, you know, had a, a backup date in, in mind just in case something like that happened. They didn't want the season to end on a COVID related default. So uh, unfortunately we had to take advantage of that and everybody's fine. There was only a couple of people and uh, it was actually had nothing to do with our, the, the issue was, I guess, their, the person whose contact was the day before our, our semifinal game. And uh, we played our semifinal game and then he tested positive the next day. So the whole team had to quarantine for 14 days. Gotcha. So we're gotcha. all good now and ready to go for Friday night. Love it. So yeah, you guys, uh, I'm assuming haven't been really together, haven't gotten to practice in, you've just been kind of uh, waiting for this for tonight's game. Yeah. We, we, you know, we haven't been allowed to be together until yeah. yesterday. <laughs> um, right. But we do, we did actually go ahead and schedule practice just because, most of the guys, club game, you know, club teams have wound down by now, and they've been uh, haven't haven't been on the ice much since since our last game. So we uh, scheduled a practice tomorrow night, and we'll get out for just a light skate and a, a chance to talk and uh, get ourselves ready. Well, it, it hasn't seemed to have been a problem the two previous times it's happened this year. But you guys had that big break. You had your last regular season game, first round by two playoff games, another break. Um, I know I asked this last time, but uh, I don't think we have to worry about focus. The guys are all going to be amped up. You don't have to to do a lot of motivating or, or what are we thinking? Oh yeah, no question. They're, uh, they've been looking forward to this. I mean, everybody was disappointed that it got, got delayed, but um, you know, they're, they're definitely excited about playing. So yeah, getting them amped up won't be the problem. It's, it's containing the amp. That's always the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Calming them down a bit. So yeah, let's, let's kinda... I want to get them together tomorrow just to, <laughs> right. you know, let them be excited tomorrow night and then maybe come into Friday with a little more even heel. Right. So let's talk about that first game. Obviously, you had the first round by, then you get the ninth yeah. seed, uh, Hayfield. That's a 5-4 game. Uh, was that a was that a well-played game? Was that a very good game by Hayfield, kind of taking it to you, or did you guys think you might overlook it a bit? They played, they played really, really well. Their goaltender played really well. Um, and uh, we, you know, we went into the, the third period down. Boy, you're testing my memory. I can't remember if we were down a goal or two goals at that point. But at one point, they had a two-goal lead on us. And uh, it was, you know, kind of not going well. I mean, we just had some terrible momentum, either late in the second, early in the third, um, whenever that, when it all happened. And we, you know, I, I still get texts from the parents asking what I said in the timeout. But after they got the, went up two on us, I called a timeout. 
and basically just to, just to let everybody catch their breath and calm down. And, you know, I did, the players did almost all the talking. I said, you know, nothing more than, hey, you know, there was a cut. There was we had taken a penalty for, you know, a, a body check that was a little late and a little aggressive. And I said, hey, we're down two goals. I mean, we can't win without the puck. We don't you know, I don't we don't need any more big checks. You just need to play the puck everywhere. Well, I know we we you know, know you won't do it. Oops, sorry, go they went. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I know you won't do it yourself, but you, we're going to pat you on the back. That's a great A coaching call there with that timeout. You said a well-placed timeout could really swing the momentum. So I, I think you should give yourself some credit there, coach. All right. Well, thank, I have to give credit for the idea to my assistant coach. He kind of looked up the bench and said, you think we should take a timeout? And I, that's a great idea. And at the end of the day, coach McCullough said, yeah, no, I'm yeah, just playing. Right. I mean, did you, did you find, did you find yourselves? Did you find your team getting a little frustrated that game? I mean, 43 shots on sure. that. It looks like that goalie was kind of standing he on their was, head. He was on, I mean, he, he played a brilliant game um, and they were absolutely frustrated. You know, you could, you could see it to start to happen where it's, you know, they start trying to make one more pass instead of shooting it. And, you, know, you try to get too perfect when you when you've got a goalie playing like that, and it really works against you. Um, so that you know, that's really what they talked about at the at the timeout. I like I said, I said almost nothing, and uh, the you know our leaders on the team sort of said, "Hey, we just got to shoot the puck and follow it to the net, bang in the rebounds, like right. let's go get the ugly ones." And that's kind of how it went. And uh, we, you know, all of a sudden we had a shift where we had you know our second line with our you know our freshmen. And, uh, and and sophomores went out and scored two goals back to back in the same shift and kind of put us right back in and the way things went. So love it, love it. I mean, in the next one too, that's that's another tight game for you guys. I mean, it's a five three game. And do you like playing these tight games in the playoffs? Kind of keeps you from Absolutely. you know blowing anybody I mean, out, getting a little cozy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why we do it. I mean, it was a uh, you know against West Springfield, we had to lead yeah. most of the game, but yeah, it looks like you're up three nothing um, at the end of the first there. Yeah, yeah, but it was they were in the game all the whole like it was not a one sided game. You know, it was up and down the ice. They had their share of shots. They had some good scoring chances. Um, obviously scored three goals. So, you know, it was one that we were trying to protect the momentum the whole game. When you get a lead, you know, you worry about you know the letdown and the you know. So we were you know really worked hard to keep to keep our the, you know keep the upper hand in the game. Um, and you know, even though it ended up five, three, it really felt like a closer game than that. They, they played a really good game as well. I know we talked about it in the, the regular season as well, hoping that, you know, there'd be a little adversity or having some, some issues in the regular season. And you did, you know, you had the, the one loss and then a couple tough playoff games. So, uh, it seems like, again, the, the guys are battle tested. The, the, the guys should be ready to go here. So it's, it's, I think when coach asked uh, or Billman asked, you know, the guys fired up and it sounds like you're playing a lot of tight games. And uh, I guess my, my question uh, instead of just rambling was how do you get the guys, you know, under control now? Cause you said, you, you know, we had a late hit, maybe that's, you know, guys being amped up for playoffs. How do you try and, you know, contain that energy and, and keep the guys emotions in check? Um, <laughs> we'll see, um, you know, hopefully getting together tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, it's really hard with these COVID conditions to talk much before the game because I really don't get to talk to them until, you know, they're on the ice, they've finished warm-up, and they give us sort of 30 seconds between warm-up right. done and the puck drop. You know, hopefully we'll get a little bit more time tomorrow because they have a longer – they've booked the ice for a longer period of time. But, um, but yeah, that's certainly what we'll talk about tomorrow night is that, you know, we got to come in remembering what got us there. You know, remembering the game. You know, you, you mentioned we had that loss to TC, and it was the game we kind of had circled on the calendar – it's always a tough game for us because like I said, most, you know, a lot of the guys in their team play club hockey with the guys in our team. So it's, it's kind of a big rivalry in that way and a little bit more emotional as they're playing against their buddies. And, you know, as much as I would love to have won that game, it, it was exactly what we needed after, this, you know, having such right. a good season to kind of remember everybody and, you know, forgive my language, but it's good to be reminded that your shit smells too, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I, as a coach, yeah, you know, you're like on the feet, it would be great, but like, shit, it's like, I kind of want to lose to just get, to coach. get, get like, my kids back on a level playing field here and like get it in their heads. Like, Hey, we're not unstoppable. Um, yeah. We asked coach Steeny this as well. So what's one thing about Washington Liberty? What's one thing about their game that kind of maybe doesn't worry you, but like, what's their biggest strengths uh, from them that you, you think you're going to have to adapt to or kind of uh you know, I don't know a lot about their team. I know the game we played them and beat them. They were missing a couple of their better players. Um, I know they had a couple of really very good players in that game um, that we were able to counter with, you know, with our lineup. But I, I expect it to be a closer game this time around. Um, yeah. Because those guys that I don't know, I know a couple of the guys in our team were aware of them and, and that weren't there that, you know, we usually try to talk before the game about who am I looking out for to, to match lines and do things like that. And, and two of the two of the guys, they 
we were kind of looking out for weren't there. Of course, they'll be there Friday. So I, I expect it to be a very tight game. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully lots of shots and it's lots of fun and we end up on top. <laughs> Let's talk your horses. I mean, we, we, well, we see William Cahill up at the top there. He's got four points, but you got Stamos with four points. Sheehan with four points. Cahill again with three. Guthrie with three. You're getting, it looks like you're getting points from across the board here. But um, yeah, yep. talk about some of your top guys and what they've been doing so far. Well, you, you know, the, the, the fact that it's spread out of the lineup, that's been the key to our success all year. And it's been the key to the success in the playoffs. I mean, you know, Jack Cahill has certainly been our leader in the playoff, you know, not necessarily on the score sheet, but you know, I, I probably 90% of those playoff goals were scored while he was on the ice. Um, you know, he's so good at moving the puck out of, you know, he's such a natural puck carrier. He moves the puck out of our end, you know, when he gets a little bit of room with ease and takes all so much pressure off the, you know, the, our end of the ice. Um, so he's certainly been good, but as you mentioned, like, you know, Will Maddox, uh, George Stamos, who's, you know, hasn't played hockey in the last couple of years because he got the basketball bug and, and, uh, in spite of all my lobbying, I was, he still made the basketball team at, 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 uh, at West Poe. And so I couldn't, um, you know, their, their season overlaps with ours and he could never play, right. but this year because of COVID and, and everything else, he was, uh, he was able to play and is a, a you know, really good player and, and really, you know, probably had a little bit of rust at the beginning of the year, but as the year went along, he's really picked up and, uh, you know, was, you know, has been a real key in the playoffs. So oh. we expect more from those guys. Friday night. And last we checked in uh, with you, I know we keep going back to the regular season, but you're, you're rolling lines, right? That, that you're spread out, the scoring spread out. Does that change in the playoffs or you you still rolling? It has changed a little bit. And, you know, I give credit to the guys that, you know, get, uh, you know, fall victim to that, you know, in, in the game against Hayfield, when we were down two goals, we went down to two lines and sort of kept to try to keep our scores on the, uh, you know, our our top scores on the ice all the time. So we, we shortened the bench quite a bit there. We did it a little bit against Springfield, but not, not nearly as much. Um, just there was a couple points in the West Springfield game where it was feeling like the momentum was turning a bit and, you know, we just needed to, uh, I didn't want to let it go the other way. So we, you know, we, we went, you know, a few minutes where we were kind of rolled the, first, the top two lines, but, but yeah, for the first one, I continue to think that's our biggest advantage is that, um, you know, we can get to the third period with all three lines playing and you really see it um, in, you know, who's tired and who's not at the end of the game. Love it. Uh, what's one thing you think from your team tonight that's really going to have to be firing for you guys to uh, come out on top? Is it maybe that power play, maybe some PK stuff, maybe McDonald and that has to stand on his head. Yeah, but he's another guy that deserves credit. You know, um, he's played really, really well in the playoffs, controlled the puck and the rebounds in our end and, and really helped us out. I think, you know, we'll need more of that on Friday night. I expect Washington to put a lot more pressure on in our end. Um, probably it's it's the back check and defensive play that I worry about. I don't worry about us in the offensive zone. Um, you know, we move the puck well. Our power plays continue to be pretty good. Um, it's just, you know, in a, in a close game, you know, making sure everybody's minding the, you know, some, keeping somebody high in the offensive zone so we're ready to transition and get back to the defensive zone and get the heck out of there as quick as we can. Well, I, I don't want you to um, spill the beans on the whole game plan, but uh, the Liberty team suppresses a lot of shots so far. It looks like yeah. in the playoffs they're not giving much up. Um, do you guys have a, a plan there? Or is it just, you know, keep doing what you guys are doing again, you don't have to disclose everything here, but, uh, what, what's, if we're looking just on the stat sheets that we can't always trust, it looks like they're a team that, that limits opportunities. Yeah. They, 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 I, what I remember and it's vague over the, they've got a really, you know, pretty solid defense core. And, and uh, so they don't, they're, they're pretty stingy in their own end on shots. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think we have anything too specific cooked up. Um, other than move the puck a lot and just take the shots that, that were given. Um, you know, perfect shots are not the, the goal. Just get pucks on the net and chase the rebounds. We've got enough speed that we're going to skate a lot of players to, to the puck. We just got to get the puck in the right places. So. Well, it seems like the ugly goals are uglier and uglier in playoffs, right? They don't count yeah. how – or they don't count yeah. how pretty, right. how many, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, last one we got for you. I know you mentioned this, that obviously you can't go in the locker rooms, this, that, and the other, but – what can, what can the team expect tomorrow? Are you kind of a, you know, rah-rah coach, kind of get the people going? Or are you just kind of like that, that, that maybe that subtle inspirational speech there? Maybe let a player take it. Uh, I think yeah, I know the answer. Not. They're, they're not going to need the rah-rah speech before the game. They'll do that. You know, they usually have their little talk in front of the net, you know, after warm-up before they come and see me. So I'll probably look to do the opposite is to say, okay, you know, we got a time to focus. We got to be disciplined. This is the game where you take hits and you don't retaliate. You know, it's all about puck possession and, you know, let's go get them. But they definitely will not need to be amped up before the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not that's not really my style anyway, so. 
I don't always like to reference back to when me and Matt coached or anything, but when we had big games, I like to just tell the guys, you're playing the same game. It's the same game you played last week, same game you played five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same game, just a little bigger circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. I just try to get everybody on the ice quick. You know, the first (laughs) couple shifts go fast and get the butterflies out of the stomach and let them settle in. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they do. Well, Coach, again, we appreciate your time and uh, best of luck tonight. Thanks again for coming yeah. on. It's been a blast Thanks covering you. It was fun. All righty. All right. Thanks again to Coach McCullough for coming on. Thanks again for both coaches for coming on. Tonight's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, uh, I wish we could get in there, man. Do you have a prediction? Oh, shit. I knew this was this coming. Tough. This is tough. I knew but this was we got to do it. I was hoping that you were going to say yours first and I was just going to go I'll, with the I'll go opposite. first. I'll go first. I'm going to take... I think I'm going to take WL, baby. Washington Liberty. Are you? Okay, that makes it yeah. easy because I was just going to do the opposite of what you said. That way one of us was right regardless. Yeah. So that we're, you know, we're covering ourselves in case we get audio clips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Coach McCullough and the boys. West Poe, baby. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah never doubt. I was positive I like, all the, t- the whole time yeah. from the start. My favorite part of that interview when McCullough was like, you know what, I'm glad we lost that last game because as a coach, I mean, you know it, I know it, he knows. It's like you kind of don't want to be undefeated to be honest, because yeah. then your kids get on their high horse and you end up fucking dropping like the first game in the playoffs because you think you're going to run everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And like the, we talked to, he talked about it during the, the regular season also, but keeping the, those guys focused in a season like this, ups, downs, massive breaks in between, um, regardless of what happens tonight, excellent seasons from both guys, both coaching staffs. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep doubling down. So if there's any audio feeds, I'm either going to be, you know, really right or really wrong, but I'm thinking West Poe all the way, Never a doubt. They're definitely going to win. Clip it. <laughs> tag me in it. I don't care. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to cheer against uh, Washington Liberty. They beat, your, they beat your Ireton squad. Yeah, I know. That's what I was on the fence last time we talked. Like, do I want the team that knocked out my dogs? So, you know, to they, lost, they lost yeah. to the best or, you know, so they're like, you know, pseudo second place. But, yeah, um, I'm hoping for vengeance. Love it. So, kicking it to the other league here, the MSHL, their state championship went down. Uh, we talked about it in the interview, but does a Chevy chase, man, they go, they go all the way this year. Uh, their captain Isaac blank joins us here in a minute, but, uh, hell of a, hell of a season in the MSHL. Glad they go. I mean, remember we talked at the beginning of the season, the Joe LaCour and he would, they were still trying to figure out what was going to go down, how it's going to happen. They had, I think three, maybe four conferences. And it seemed like even what Isaac said, there's so many adjustments throughout the season in terms of they didn't have state playoffs and they were able to put it together and they got a good field in. And it seemed like a very good competitive tournament. So if you're going to be one of those haters, because your team didn't get to play this year and you want to maybe put an asterisk on it. No, that's not going to happen. We had a lot of talent in this year's tournament and Bethesda Tavi Chase finally gets over that hump like we talked about and they get the job done. They get that elusive MSHL state championship trophy. In overtime, man. We had an overtime overtime. for the state championship. So, I mean, nuts. That's what you want. Yeah, what else can you ask for? Like as a fan, as a casual, you know, as a student of any, like any anybody involved, like you want the championship game to be a a good game. and. I mean, they would they they tied it up late. Like it, it was a nuts game, dude. Nuts game. Yep. So let's kick it over to Isaac now. We're gonna end the interview with him or in the episode with him. Sorry. Uh, anything else you want to leave the people with? Oh man, I don't know. I feel like we need. Um, we haven't we haven't been you know burned by any bad taste or anything in a while. We need some we need some fire. We need someone to call us out for something. Oh, a quick shout out to our boy Hunter McCoy. I know things aren't going yes. great with the Black Bears, Nails. but you know he dropped the mitts. Dropped the mitts and then got after it a bit. Um so you know one of our favorite guests that we've had on. Uh but yeah no that's it for me man. It's been a been a long week. Looking forward yeah. to putting my feet up. I heard that. Yeah Hunter McCoy nails just just an absolute hammer baby. Um yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get Seward for just dragging the the black bears by their feet. Just, dude, I, I'm just trying to. But get it, a spark, it needed to be man. done. It needed to be done. I'm trying if, to get a spark because you, if they would have won, you could have taken claim for that win. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? So, um, but I mean, we can't be fair weather fans. You know, I, I'm a fan of the black bears regardless. I want them to win um, just as much as anybody. But gotta, we gotta get there, boys. Gotta get there. Gotta get there. So. Episode 99, last high school hockey episode of the season for us here. So it is Friday, and as we always say, go win your games. There's a game tonight, and it's a big one. Go win your game. Bark down. Off the bar. Bark, bark down. Cross, bark and down. Off the bar and down. What a shot. All right, we now welcome on a very awesome guest. He's a captain at Bethesda Chevy Chase, and now MSHL state champion. Isaac Blank, what's going on, man? How you doing? 
Doing well. Thank you for having me. So heck of a week for you. Yeah, congrats, man. A pretty big game. Let's let's jump right into it. But once you did dive dive through, tell us what, what happened there. You had a pretty big game yourself, but we're, we're ready to hear about it. Yeah, well, we'll kind of take it game by game here. I mean, we'll skip Urbana because he kind of just throttled him. But let's go Let's go to that Glenelg game, 2-1 to one in the quarterfinals. They're an undefeated team coming in a very good team led by Tommy Tracy and a couple other guys. So let's start with that one. How was that? How'd that game go down? So it certainly felt as though um, the game was definitely not going in our favor at, at the beginning. Um, we started out up one nothing, uh, thanks to goal by David Van Anderson. Um, and we just were playing very defensive the rest of the game. Um, our goalie played amazing, Sam Levy, shout out to him. And um, they finally scored with the minute and 30 seconds left. But we didn't take our foot off the gas there. We didn't sulk. We came right back at him, scored uh, 45 or so seconds later. David scored again. And we made it out of there with a 2-1 win. It was definitely, we came in as an underdog that game. And we knew it would be tough, but we fought our way through that one for sure. Love it. Yeah, like I said, that's a very good team. Before we go on to these next games, I mean, looking at these stat sheets, your guy David Van Eiderson there, talk about him and talk about the skill level he is. I mean, he's he's on the – I mean, it's you and him on the board every game, but talk about him a bit. David is a fantastic individual and a fantastic hockey player. Um, he certainly leads by example. Um, he was an assistant captain this year for us. He led by example, and he's just a great guy to have around. And honestly, he's one of the most skilled hockey players in that in this whole tournament. He really blows me away every single game. He seems to be doing something new. His individual efforts, as well as his efforts involving other teammates, is just ridiculous. Especially, we, we've also been pumping uh, Sam's tires a bit. I know we've looked at the score sheets during the playoffs, and he's been holding strong. Was he steady all year long? I mean, it's nice to have someone you can just rely on, right? Like going into a big game like Glenelg. Yeah, Sam was our rock the whole year. I mean, he never had any bad. There was no bad games for him. He. He played his heart out every single game. He was ready. He knew what to do. And we went into every game with a chance to win because of Sam, knowing that he was our goalie. Love it. So you guys get to the semifinals, and if you're looking at the semifinals, it's the eight first five seed, the six first ten seed. Did you guys ever think at any point, like, did you ever look at it in terms of, like, hey, all the top four seeds are out or pretty much well, – and then maybe started to look past it, or were you just taking it game by game there? We were taking it game by game. We weren't worried too much about the outside and what was happening – um, around us. Um, we were kind of just taking it game by game, seeing who was in front of us. And um, yeah, just taking it from there. And then we get to that semifinal game, that, that Wooten game. And it's, you guys love scoring late goals. You got you guys, it seems like the trend here is waiting to the last minute to, to get the job done here. So scoreless first, uh, it's a two, one uh, second period for you guys. Wooten gets back on the board and then it's you twice right there in the last two minutes of the game, take us through those two goals and how that game ended up. Shorty too. Yeah. Oh, shorty into netter. Hot damn. Yeah. So that goal, the third one to make it three two. Um, it was just I remember just a face off and the puck was centered and it got deflected to behind the net and I pulled it out from behind and roofed it. I just remember, um, just the feeling of knowing that we were likely going to states after that goal, just felt great. I knew we still had a minute left to play and then followed up by our empty net by the empty net goal, shorthanded. Um. I remember blocking a shot and then um, the guy in front of me who had the puck for Wooten in the defensive zone just tripped and fell. And seeing the empty net there basically with like, if you make this, you're going to States. Yeah. And then mouth watering. Don't mess, don't mess up. Yeah. It was like, it was surreal for real. Like, cause again, we were an underdog once again, I know we were technically the higher seed, but Wooten, we were not overlooking them. Wooten was very talented and, um, we just, again, we went in knowing what we had to do. Sam had another amazing game and we just, we stole from them as well. So where's the, where's the video of this, man? We got to be pumping this on the Instagram and the Twitter. Like where's the, <laughs> where's the live shot? Oh yeah. Um, what's it called? I think they're all on there. The BC hockey Instagram. Instagram. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll loop them in here. But... We'll check it out. I love that though. Bob, the, uh, I remember blocking a shot up to the goal right there, baby. Yeah, you love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, you don't get that. That's not an assist on the score sheet, but it may as well be one, right? <laughs> yeah, Love it was it. definitely a great moment. So you get to that elusive MSHL state championship game, and I mean, you're you're a senior, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, you guys have always been kind of a perennial good team. You've always been right there, but you've never really made it. Um, that's what what did it mean, kind of this year coming into it? Were you kind of thinking about those previous three years? I mean, you guys usually make those deep runs in the playoffs, but you're always stuck. I mean, you're in that conference. 
with Churchill and all these damn good teams. And it's just like th- this year you finally get over to hump. What did that kind of, did, the, did kind of that all play into it? Do you guys have like a heavy senior led team or is it mostly younger kids or how's that work? So first off, the thing I'm most impressed about about our team was that we were not mostly senior led. It was a lot nice. of young guys who stepped up. For example, our top four defensemen, two freshmen and two sophomores. Love it. They stepped up. Um, most of our top six forwards are also juniors, freshmen, and sophomores. Um, we had a whole line of freshmen that would uh, – we, we normally rolled a top six forwards, but we also had a, a line of freshmen below us that would – eat some playing time in terms of like giving us a rest or they also played a huge role in taking some weight off our shoulders and they played really well when called upon. Um, it's just great to see that this team has a bright future ahead of them. Yeah. It's um, gotta be nice to know you're leaving it in a good spot, right? You're going out on top, leaving it in a good place. Yeah, for sure. And then back to what you were saying about not getting over the hump. I mean, um, I mean, we've should, we've had a progression, I mean, my freshman year, we didn't make the playoffs because it was still when we were in the stage of we had made the playoffs before, but we were still kind of like a borderline right. type of team. And then the year, my sophomore year, we lost in state semis to Churchill. Yeah. Last year, we made it here, but we lost to Churchill by a goal in state finals. So it was a progression of making man. it to the top. <laughs> and I know, um, what's it called? That when we got here again, I wasn't letting this chance go by and none of us were. Like, yeah. This was an opportunity we had to take advantage of. I mean, to, to like uh, what Coach Billman here was saying not too long ago, that just uh, talk about the trials and tribulations of you know three years of playing there, and then all of a sudden you get thrown into the uh, the COVID season, which you know did that make things more challenging for you guys? You don't have fans in the stands, like you have to create your own momentum, and you've got a lot of young guys that necessarily haven't been in that position. Like, was this uh, an uphill battle, or did you guys click at the right time, or or, or what was you know what worked? by the time that the, the run to the title came. Yeah. So um, we were good at creating our own energy and momentum for sure. Uh, we had a very positive environment around the bench, positive, supportive, but still like um, critical in a way, like in a good way, constructive, I guess you could say is a good word, but we, um, we, we typically draw big crowds. So that was something different for us um, right. to not have the fans, but all we cared about was that we were going to be able to play like, from the beginning, we didn't know if we were going to be able to have a season. Then we had practices. Then there was, are we going to have games? Then we had games. Then we had states planned and it got canceled because there weren't enough conferences to participate. Mm-hmm. And then they put on a state tournament with the three conferences remaining that wanted to participate. So it was all a question mark throughout the whole season if we'd get to this point. And thankfully we did. And we were just happy to be here at this point, but we wanted to win as well. And it feels amazing to know that we were able to finish it out and that I was certainly able to end my personal career off with this win. Um, just, it was a good way. It's definitely the best way possible to go out. You don't really get a chance very often. For sure. Let's, I mean, you talked about staying positive. I mean, as most people know, and when you get to these state playoffs, the second and third intermission is a Zam. You go to the locker room, uh, they take care of the ice and you get about your 10, 15 minutes to talk. You guys go into that second intermission down three to one, the Richard Montgomery the state championship game. What happened in that locker room? What does the coach say? What do maybe you say as a captain? I mean, what what's 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 what, what kind of goes down in that locker room during that intermission? Yeah, so our coach mainly focused on the critical things that we were doing um, that we could improve on, that we need to focus on. For example, um, <laughs> one thing he really focused on was shutting down their top player, Trevor Gutman. He's one hell of a player. Yeah. And he was the best player in the whole entire tournament. And he pitched in on every single one of Richard Montgomery's goals in that game and essentially all of them throughout the entire playoffs. He's really someone special, an amazing hockey player. And um, so he really focused, he stressed shutting that uh, down Trevor Gutman, but also just they had a face-off play that they used a couple times, shutting that down as well, that they actually scored on um, their second goal. But, and then my message was just, look, like, we're in this position because we like want to be here. We want to be down 3-1. This will be the story of how BCC came back in state championship game, down 3-1 at the end of the period. Lutz, I know it was going to be 4-1. Like, <laughs> yeah, a minute like, later from your boy Trevor Gutman. <laughs> I know. Little did I know it would be 4-1, but still the message is, look, if anyone has, if anyone has the heart to be able to do this and make this comeback and the passion, passion to be able to do it, it's us. Like we fought, we played, in my opinion, three different state championship games throughout that whole uh, yeah, playoffs between Glen Elk, Wooten, and now Richard Montgomery. But 
those are all potential matchups that people had seen as potential state championship games. And we started those in the second round. So it's like, we're ready. We've been ready for this moment. We fought hard fought battles, obviously, as you pointed out in the last minute against Wooten and Glen Elg, how we had to close that out late. We almost had overtime. And I was like, look, we have the bodies, the power and the heart to do this. So that's, I mean, you've been so complimentary of all your teammates and, and other guys in the league. And uh, I think that's, you know, speaks volumes for the type of kid that you are, but tell us more about you, Isaac. Like what is your, your hockey background? Like where'd you grow up playing and, and what's next, man? So, yeah, I've been playing hockey since I was four. Um, I played with MYHA and I currently play with the tournament team called the mid Atlantic senators. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Um, and then, yeah, I've played for BCC since freshman year um, on their varsity team. So it's um, it's been my passion for a while. And it honestly felt as though this game was something I had been working forward or working towards since I was four. It felt like this game was like the ultimate way to go out in a way. I felt like everything was going up to this moment, you know, and yeah. um, it felt great to be able to close it out, obviously. And then next up. I want to play in college for sure in terms of uh, club hockey for sure. Any ideas where any, 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 any interest anywhere you want to go? Yeah, certainly. I'm definitely looking at the university of Florida. I know it's very, hey. uh, I know it's they got sick jerseys. They got sick there. jerseys. They got sick jerseys though. Yeah. If you can go to the ice rink run flip flops year round, I think you're going to be all yeah, right. You're good. Yeah. I've grown up a diehard Gator fan for everything. So that's definitely of interest to me, but then also, up North Michigan and Wisconsin are possible options as well. So we'll see where Love it. I end up, but that will uh, pretty soon. I I will tell you now: if you decide to go to Madison, you will not be disappointed with your social life. There is always <laughs> something going on in Wisconsin, yeah. man. So you talked about everything kind of accumulating and building up, and it's three minutes left in that game. You're down four to two. Let's start with that first goal, twelve twelve into the game. Uh, even strength goal assist by Jacob. Take us through that one to make it a four three game. Yeah. So I remember. I think the puck was. Um, in our defensive zone and we had just finished power plays and missed opportunities. And then David had just scored like a couple minutes prior to make it four two. And that was kind of the spark that hit us was when he scored, it was like, okay, we're within two goals. And then Jacob brought the puck in and um, tried making a move and it just kind of floated away from him, but it happened to go right to me around the goal line. And I saw the goalie came all the way out to challenge Jacob and he had to push back. So I banked it off his pad to make it four three. And honestly, I felt like after that goal that I knew that I had an idea that this game would be tied. No, I'm not saying I was like, this game is already tied, but I'm going to go I, score the next goal. It's going to be I tied. Had a very good. I had a very, <laughs> very good. Like we had all the momentum going in our favor. And that said, when that fourth goal went in, I remember I came across, it was a two on one. They had Rich Montgomery kept scaring me with their opportunities. They kept having two on one. Sam shut him down. Artifactsman shut him down. And one of them, um, I remember, I think it was Gordy Hill, another senior, he shut down their two on one and the puck popped in the air. I caught it, put it down and just went down and shot a backhander from about top of the circle. It may have deflected off a defender, but it went, um, top left. And I just remember the backhand game. Cheese, baby. Hell yeah. Backhand's been my bread and butter since I was little. So well, um, you said you banked it off the goalie's pad. Like it was intentional. Let's be honest. Did you intentionally bank it off the pad? I did. Okay. I, right. I, I did intentionally do it as I saw him moving back and pushing back towards the post. Um, yeah, I took a look and I was thinking about throwing it to the front and seeing, but no one was there. Was you like, made the right decision. It sounds like. Yeah, no, <laughs> trust me. If it wasn't intentional, I would say so. Love um, it. So yeah, I, I asked about the second to third intermission. Let's talk third to overtime. It's a four-four game. You obviously not you're not going to locker room, correct? It's just a quick bench meeting. It was like yeah, like thirty seconds. Yeah. So did you guys feel like you won that game going to the bench with all the momentum? I don't think we knew that we won. Like we definitely felt confident, but we definitely still had the nerves and definitely were still like, okay, we need to do what we've been doing these last six minutes. Forget the prior. Yeah um 39 just focus on the last six minutes and what we did when it was 4-1 to when it was 4-4 and now we're here and that overtime I remember was no one got off the ice on either side it was all 10 skaters it was about three minutes long and RM had their chances I remember Trevor had a chance where I was like 
holding my breath at one point. I'm like, oh God, Sam come up big. And he did. He made a great save. And then everyone was just exhausted. I mean, even if you've seen the video like of the last goal, everyone just looks dead. But we were fortunate enough to get a good block shot. And I think it was Jacob um, Heron, the same player who had the assist on the third goal, who blocked it. And then David just took it out from there. And it was me, David, and Jacob on the three on out or three on one. And um, what's it called? It was just seeing that puck go in off David's stick was something that I'll never forget for sure. All of a sudden lost that fatigue and we're ready to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took like a couple seconds to hit, but um, that's for sure. But it was definitely a surreal experience when I realized that we were state champions, especially given that what we had to go through to get there um, and all the comebacks and everything from the playoffs all the hardship and all that. So it's it got to hit you like, fun. Oh wow. That actually just happened. All right, let's go then yeah. let's celebrate now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think I've ever wanted something more. So oh, would you at least, you know, stroll into school late on Monday or get the day yeah. off or, I mean, <laughs> what perks um, came with that? Unfortunately not. No. Uh, yeah. Virtual school kills all of that. But um, yeah. So sitting there, sitting there in your zoom with the with the damn trophy right there just like so everybody in the class can see it <laughs> yeah if people actually turn their cameras on in school that would have been a good thing to do but love it yeah. so one thing i kind of want to ask you about uh the guy that got us together you do a lot of your training at first sign training center talk about how that really helped your development this year talk about sandy and how that how much that helped improve your game so sandy first off is one of the most important people in my life personally, he's been there. I'm there two to three times a week at least. And he is, he's always been there for me. I mean, I've been working with him, I think since seventh grade, I think it's been. Mm -hmm. And throughout the whole course of my high school career, obviously. And he's just been unbelievably supportive and he's an amazing person to work with. And I mean, he was one of the first people to reach out to me after we won, he was watching and he even, like was coaching me in a way like, for example, he taught me some like visualization technique. And he's like, you should teach this to all your players. Trust me, it will help. And I, so after the first playoff game, when we won, I know we won 10-3, but um, there was just something a little off that I wanted to get fixed before Glen Elg. So we met with the team and went through this visualization thing and just had a nice team meeting over Zoom. And it really helped get everyone together. And that honestly nice. came, that was mainly his idea that came from him and he stuff like that, where he had been supportive of anything that I had done in hockey. He's just been there and it's been really awesome. And from a training perspective, there isn't much better. There really isn't. The facility is amazing. That place yeah. is incredible. Love it. Yeah, it. It really is. It's like, yeah, up in there. It's really <laughs> it really is. Yeah. You got anything else, Bobcat? Man, I, I, I'm just glad that we got you on. Like I said, it's been a pleasure. Like uh, just the way you talk of, you know, your teammates and other players and guys in the league. It's uh, it's it's nice to get, you know, a young buck in here, a state champ. And uh, and hopefully, you know, all the best for you in the future, man. We'll be in touch. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. On the bench, on the bench. First I was renting, now I'm collecting rent. First it with the beamer, now I want the bench. Spending all the back, like here I go again. Outside says the chirp, now the camera phone. Told you I'ma make, keep the channels on. Why you acting different when the camera's on? Why you acting different like your paper long? Eight day wake up and I thank God. Bad decision got you wishing you could say nah. My city giddy, you could get hit any day now. Nah. On my mama, I'ma move, I finally wait out. With some twenties, fifties, hundreds, thousands, millions, billions, trillions, zillions. I'm talking Amazon money, talking so much money I could mess around and buy an Amazon. I been winning, I'm like, why me? I heard these labels wanna buy me. I don't need you, boo, I style me. I roll G's and they grind me. Now I'm on my game, nothing is the same. Who am I to blame? Money made me change. Cardi in my ring when I'm switching lanes. Money in the carry on them boy planes. Money in the carry on them boy planes. Now I got a buck for all those rainy days. Ain't have a day off in like 80 days. I got hustles in like 80 ways. Kids if he won't take a lazy day. Wife, you want me, told me take a break. I keep going to the paper street. 
then it's trips up to Montego Bay If I take the job, bet I get it done I said it before, I'm a one-on-one I just caught some ones, only wearing ones Wanna kick the funds, money made me come Diamonds on your neck, bet they on your neck You want that watch, you better rock and tech You want that chain, you better cop a vest You want the check, but can you make it stretch?